When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. This is Last Call McLaren's The How I Met Your Mother podcast. I am Josh here with my fellow mother lover, John. How you doing, man? Dude, I am doing great today. It has been an amazing day. First day of a 10-day vacation from work. What up? That's right. I'm going to be traveling down there to see you this weekend, and it is going to be awesome. Uh, That's right. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Awesome. No, legend I, awesome. I That's right. Up. It's going to be legend, <laughs> legend awesome. awesome. Legend awesome. That's definitely what it's going to be. Well, uh, folks, as you can tell, we're here for season one, episode 19, Mary the Paralegal. Uh, I'm a fan of this one, man. I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, this is a great episode. I forgot how great this episode really was. Yeah. It, it, what I find funny about this episode, because, you know, we've been talking about this show for the last, you know, 18 episodes prior to this and we've really been diving deep and seeing just how bitchy certain people can get in this show and man does it get pretty full force here i mean we were talking the last at least three episodes we've talked about the pettiness that robin can show yeah and in this episode it is like not even like blatant like oh my god it's like literally like how can I piss Ted off today? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it, yeah, she she goes full force here. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm really, so really the big thing I, I want to ask, okay, yeah. like, if people haven't watched this episode, why are you listening? Spoilers ahead. Oh, I got to ask you a question right now. Before we even talk about the episode, if you were Robin Shabatsky and you were going to try to make Ched, Ted jealous... Why Sandy Rivers? I think it's because that's what was available to her easily. I mean, but she's hot as fuck. She oh, I get it. Like any guy. Oh, I get it. But he was right there. It was easy. It was True. probably it probably was kind of last minute for her to because we saw in the last episode he gave her his number. That is you true. Know? So like, and then, so like, I talked about how I was like, "Oh, that scene doesn't make sense in the context of that episode, but yeah. that it would make sense later on." And this is where it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. She has yeah. that. Um, and so, <coughs> I, yeah, she could definitely have gotten somebody else. But so I think it was. 
I think it was mainly just a out of convenience kind of a thing. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into this uh, episode nineteen of season one. Mary the paralegal aired April twenty fourth of two thousand and six. Directed by Pamela Fryman, written by Chris Harris. Uh, this Ooh. is actually the third episode for him this season. It's also the last for this season for him. Um, he he's here for the whole show. Uh, you know, he does a few episodes each season, but this is the last one for this one this season. He did uh, Okay, Awesome uh, and Game Night as well. I love Game Night. Okay, I Awesome Night. It was just okay. It was just okay. <laughs> but I do I do quite enjoy uh, Game Night. So, all right. The summary for this episode reads. Robin invites the gang to an awards banquet. Barney offers to hook Ted up with a prostitute. Ted tries to be cool with Robin's date, Sandy Rivers. And Lily deals with the lack of nap time at work. That is such a horrible <laughs> C storyline in this episode. It is. It's, it's really, it's only even there to set up certain little jokes and things that happen throughout the episode. Yeah. That's really all it is. Which one of them... I was watching, I so I started watching, trying to get into some deeper How I Met Your Mother knowledge. I started watching a bunch of, like, videos on YouTube and stuff of, like, things you might not have known about How I Met Your Mother, which most of them I knew. Yeah. But I did not know that this is the first episode that you really see Sandy Rivers get to interact with the gang. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. But um, Allison Hannigan and the guy who plays Sandy were already married by this point. Yeah. And there's the line when they're at the table where um, he's like, I don't know if I would know how to, or what does he say? Oh, when she says that, uh, when, when she, it's like, what does she say? She gets, she gets cranky. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, you don't seem it. like you'd get cranky. Yeah. And then, and then she, she mocks him. Yeah. And I was like, ha, that's really, I don't think I could see you getting cranky. <laughs> And yeah. she's like, I don't think I can see. And I'm like, ha ha, it's the married people. Ha ha ha. Dude, I'm I thought like, that was like, oh hilarious. shit, that makes that seem so much better. I was reading on the wiki that apparently this is the only episode where they interact with one another. Shit, I don't think I've ever thought about that. Yeah, I found that, I found that rather fascinating. Well, it's kind of like Barney and Scooter, though. They don't ever really interact on the show. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Scooter's mentioned a shit ton of times. Neither do uh, uh, Blauman and <coughs> Robin, really. Not until uh, her wedding day. Yeah, so it's just like they've kind of kept the couples kind of separate on That's the show. That's kind of cool. Yeah, just like let them be their own thing and let you know let them kind of bring their own characters into it, which I like. I like that a lot. All right, so we're going to get into this episode, John. Episode starts off three months earlier. <laughs> they're, they're at the bar. Ted is there with uh, everybody other than Robin. Other than Robin. And he is just going on about Victoria, how infatuated he is. Going on and just on. Talking constantly. You know, she might be the one kind of a thing. Real early. Right at the beginning. The it's, probably, one... it's probably like right after the weekend. Remember the, yeah, when they, they spent that weekend together like in his room? I feel like it's probably right after that. Probably. You know? The thing that really makes me laugh out of the whole rant that he's going on about, like, she does this, I do this. And then he's like, her favorite CD out of the Otis Redding box set is disc three. Guess what my favorite disc is out of the yeah. Otis. And, like, he he reiterates the name Otis Redding like three fucking times. Yeah. And I'm like, all you would have had to have done was been, like, her favorite CD out of the Otis Redding box set is disc three. 
guess which one my favorite disc is? Disc three. But yeah. instead, he says like Otis writing like three times, and I'm like, dude, that's it's overkill, man. Yeah, huh? he's just he's just talking too much. Is really all it is. Well, and that's the other thing. He's like, oh, I could talk about her for hours, and he's like, could? Yeah, could. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that was great. Uh, then Robin comes in and tells the gang that she's been nominated for a local area media award. A lama. A lama. Yeah. Though I feel like it would probably be pronounced llama. I and I thought the same thing. I was like, it'd be a llama. But we it would. But that's not as funny as saying lama because you know, sounds like lame. I because mean, uh, <laughs> media doesn't get abbreviated to me, so it would definitely say llama. Yeah, llama. Absolutely. Llama. Llama. They spit. Do, do they make a noise? No, that's Chewbacca. I don't that's know. Chewbacca. <laughs> Punch you, Chewie. <laughs> Uh, so the this banquet that, uh, that she's inviting them to, it's three months away. Uh, and as we saw right at the beginning, it was th- this is three months earlier from the present. Oh, yeah. It's all kind of taking shape here. Uh, we're starting to see where this episode is going to kind of focus around. Yep. And she wants them all to come. Yep. And Ted's like, put me down for a plus two. Well, no, put, put me down plus, for plus, two. Plus, yeah. Yeah, put me down for two. Put me down for two, which I think is really funny because <clears throat> Ted has no luck with plus ones. No, he we doesn't. Saw, we saw that whole thing with the wedding with, with him and Robin. That didn't work out. Now this, that's not working out. He does not have luck with plus ones. He should, <laughs> not even a little bit. <clears throat> he should never put himself down for a plus one. Just saying. I mean, Barney never puts himself down for a plus one. Exactly. And he and neither should Ted. Uh, so then we flash to the present. Three months later. Where we, you know, from, from where the that last scene was at, Ted is hesitant to go to the banquet. Obviously, after the events of, of the last episode and everything, uh, Robin still pissed at Ted for lying to her, even though she was going after him when she still thought he had a girlfriend. True statement. I mean, it started. She didn't know when she was like, "Come over and make some juice with me," which was really just code for "Come over and stick your dick in me." That's really all it was. As far as she knew, they were still together. That's just true. saying. Like, no, and you're 100 percent right. I mean, it's it's one of those situations where two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, but and I I understand her being mad. He did lie to her. You know, he put her in that position. You know, he said they had broken up, so she thought, okay, I can really push and make my move now. Yeah, you know, but she was well, still making moves before that. The funny thing is, is like there's there's a I'll get to it later. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's the scene later on where Ted tries to apologize again, and she's oh, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm sorry. It's just supposed to fix it." Yeah. He's like, "What do you want me to do?" And it's the truth. It's like yeah. you guys already she, went through this. You know, she's holding happened. on to it. She's really just holding on to it. You know, she. I think, I think she wants a reason to not be mad at herself for 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 one kind of being a thorn in that relationship the entire time, you know, she kept on going at Victoria the entire time she was there and then inviting him over in the first place. I think that deep down, she knows that she, what she, that she's, she's also to blame. Oh yeah, dude. She was a total legend that, but she is completely putting all the blame on Ted. And that, that's, that's exactly. Deflecting is a good thing. It's true. It's true. Uh, So at one point, Ted, 
kind of skates around saying what what happened. Uh, he's talking to the guys about it, and uh, he's like, you know, you know, everything that happened. And then Barney just completely blows up his spot and lays it all out on you know everything that went down about how he how he essentially cheated whatever. And it got me thinking. Uh, I really think and at, at a my thought process grew throughout this episode uh, that all of this that's going on is, is part of Barney's like anger at Ted because of what happened with Robin because Barney still Barney has feelings for Robin here after yeah. everything after everything that happened in the battleship uh, with the battleship incident I think that Barney has feelings that he's not letting people know about because he's good at hiding stuff he is and he's taking it out on Ted that's oh. just, that's my personal opinion and I'll mention it again later on as we see some other stuff uh go on throughout the episode okay uh, so then Ted reveals that it's been three weeks since the uh, the breakup. Uh, and Robin's still pissed at him. Even though it's only been one episode for us, it's been three weeks for for, for Ted and them. Yeah. Um, and it's been, I think, I think it was like a two, I think there was two weeks in between the episodes. So they, they kind of jumped a little bit of time here, which, you know, is what it is. Uh, and I think that, you know, Everything that they talk about here, you know, Ted's like, he thinks it's going to be, or, you know, how it would be weird to show up to this banquet and everything. But what have they been doing for the last three weeks? I know that he's like, you know, she hasn't been returning my calls, but like, have, has Robin just disappeared? Because if she doesn't want to be around Ted, yeah, is she also not hanging out with anybody else? Like, or, or is Ted not <clears throat> like, what's happening in that situation? Well, you know, and I was wondering that same thing because they make that comment, and I thought to myself, "Of well, is one of them not hanging out with the group as much?" Because yeah, I mean, they totally hang out in McLaren's, and that would be awkward. Yeah, or is like, is like Lily going over to Robin's place to hang out, and that's it. You know what I mean? Right. Because other than that, like, I don't know. It's just three whole weeks of this, and they don't actually explain how what the dynamic really has been. Yeah. Other than what the dynamic between Robin and Ted, we don't know anything about what's going on with everybody else. But true statement is what it is. Uh, so, what does Barney suggest in this situation? Hire a prostitute. Hire a prostitute. Really, first he says, "Show up with a hot date." You know, true, uh, he somebody, does. Who, somebody who's hotter with bigger boobs. Uh, and then he, yes, he Ted's like, you know, even even if I was gonna do that, it's like in two hours. He's like, "Well, get an escort." Hire a prostitute. Hire and I'll be honest, I kind of love that Barney is so like sex work positive in this episode. Even though it's just really kind of Barney and he's just kind of fucking with Ted, he is still like I mean he's not degrading sex workers, which I thought was was cool. I think like, people who downgrade sex work are grody people anyway, because I mean sex work is pretty legit. Yeah, and a lot of those <laughs> I, I I have no I have no doubt in my mind that Barney has had has been with a prostitute more than once in my life. I would doubt it one bit. Yeah, one bit. Yeah, not yeah, absolutely. So he and he uh, he appreciates he appreciates that business. <laughs> but I mean, he appreciates the art that goes behind it though too. It's true. Sex work isn't all about prostitution and strippers. I mean, there is so many 
different levels to sex work that like it's an art really mm-hmm. absolutely a hundred percent and i mean that's my stance on it i am a hundred percent a supporter of sex workers yeah absolutely. Like, i will go absolutely. on fucking record and say that over and over yeah man you do you do what you got to do you know if it's if it's something that you enjoy doing fuck don't let anybody else get you down about it fuck them fuck them and maybe literally fuck them hey that's up to you <laughs> only if they pay though <laughs> that's true uh also uh during this scene barney made the statement that uh prostitution is the oldest profession yeah and and then he gives this example of uh you know a crow magnum giving a cave hooker an extra fish yeah and, and marshall slams him he's like uh he's like then that would mean that fi- a fisher a fisherman is the oldest profession and he does the very first lawyer, lawyer. however it got me thinking a profession is so, like, I even I even looked up the definition just so like I was I made sure I was right here. A profession is a is something that you do that you get paid for. As a Cro Magnum person who's who's fishing, he's not selling that fish. Okay, because that wasn't really a thing. He's 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 fishing for himself, for his family. Fair. You know what I mean? And if he wants to get laid, he's just trading a fish. But that doesn't mean that he is a fisherman. So that's not his profession. So I don't believe that fishermen would be. I think Marshall's wrong here. I mean, I think you're just really drawing lines in the sand with this one because hey, he is a, a fisherman. They, they stay, I don't think Crow Magnums had professions, technically. You I mean, know what I mean? But if if this girl is offering sex for a fish, then she is selling a service. But what what if it's she didn't charge him, but he gave her a fish anyway? I mean, I guess I guess it all depends how she how she went about it. Like, but, mean, if, like, but if but if the guy if the guy is is saying I'll pay you this fish if you if you have sex with me, that's that's selling a service. Now, if it was the other way around, if she was like, "Hey, man, I really want that fish. <laughs> I'll sell you a piece of ass if you give me that fish." Then he's selling fish. Then he has a profession, and it's fisherman. Uh, and technically, I think he would be a fishmonger at that point. <laughs> See, Wonder. I'm getting real technical. I barely here. know her. <laughs> I'm getting all technical here. I know you are. And also, what I find funny, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just like a coincidence, obviously. But you know, we get this whole little thing about fish. And then later on, we get to hold the oh, fish, the I fish trust story it. thing. That's why I started fish some joke. of Marshall's little fish jokes right there. Yeah, it's just, I think that's that's just I think that's great. You know what uh, else is a funny one? What's funny one? Bass, bass, <laughs> trout, <laughs> trout, trout. I love he says it like two, three times each time. Trout. L- let me say that again. Oh, Lily, say it again. Trout. Yes. Uh, so uh, Barney goes on to try to convince Ted that hiring a, pro- a prostitute is a good idea. Uh, he even cites a statistic <laughs> saying one out of every eight women is a prostitute. And I was really bummed that he did not say one out of six because I did the calculation and one out of six is approximately 17%. Nice. And this is the, I was reading on the wiki this is the only time his statistics aren't the eighty three seventeen. Well, I mean, it probably would have been harder to have 
use those numbers for this instance. Maybe. Well, no, it really wouldn't have. Because if he had said one out of six women. Oh, uh, true. That because that, that, you know what I mean. That's all he would have had to have done. True. Later on, there's another statistic that he pulls out that he could have just put 83 in there instead. I just don't think they had that joke yet. Probably. You know what I mean. It wasn't a runner yet. Uh, I think I think it happens next season. But it, it's just, it kind of bummed me out because I was like, oh, they could have they could have easily made it that joke if they had known about what they were going to do. True. So, so it just it bummed me out a little bit. <laughs> uh, Ted also reveals that he has not had sex in 57 days, which I find interesting. Uh, I don't remember how long they said that uh, Victoria was gone for. I think it was like a month. About a month. So I guess so that would that would line up fairly close because you got three. It's been three weeks since the breakup, so that's twenty one days. You know, a month roughly is thirty days, so it's like fifty one days, give give or take a week. So yeah, I could see you know fifty seven days. So that does that does suck. That does suck because we know for a fact that they banged like crazy the day before she left. Like crazy. Like crazy. They they saw the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and and uh, the Empire State Building. <laughs> Did you they, say Liberty though? <laughs> the Statue of Liberty, maybe. I, think I you might said have Liberty. I, I very well. I'm might 90. Have said. <laughs> You're eighty three percent sure. I'm eighty three percent sure you said Liberty. Oh, <laughs> uh, I need. We need to make some some last call shirts. It just says <laughs> Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Uh, and it's like the Statue of Liberty with like flip flops on, or something. I don't know. I don't know what it would look like. Oh. But, uh, merch coming soon, maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, so Barney then says that he's got the girl just for him, and it's Mary, this woman <coughs> who lives in his building. Uh, Ted assumes that she's a prostitute right away because that's what they've been talking about. Uh, and he declines. Barney gets like fake upset, does the whole good day and then yeah. waits for ted to talk so he can say i said good day i love how ted even point he's like you're just waiting for me to talk i said good day yeah which i i, I love because like i think that's what that's originally from willy wonka right yes yeah I but mean, they they it used it probably... a lot in that 70s show though yes but because that, that's where i know it more um but i'm pretty sure it's originally from willy wonka fair yeah, so I mean, it might not be originally from there, but it's definitely in there. I mean, I guess it could have been something earlier. I mean, than theoretically, Willy Wonka. movies have been around for way longer than you know Willy Wonka. I mean, that's true, but yeah, I guess somebody could have done that. But I think that bit is from Willy Wonka. Maybe. Yeah. So if somebody out there hit us up on Twitter at Last Call H I M Y M, let us know: Is it from Willy Wonka? Is there something before that? We needs to know. I got to know. Anyways, uh, back at the apartment, Robin and Lily are getting ready for the banquet. Lily is exhausted because apparently the school board took away nap time. Uh, and she doesn't get to nap because apparently she, get to nap. She, she was also napping during nap time. I just love how Robin's like, you were napping while the kids were napping. Is that safe? Yeah. They're five. What are they going to do to me? Yeah, I love it. That's the route that Lily takes. What are they going to do to me? As opposed to, like, what could happen to them. Right? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty damn funny. Uh, and, and somebody who has a six-year-old, and you have 
uh, uh, an almost six-year-old. You have a five-year-old right now. Uh, it do you did you find that as funny? Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I mean, there's also been plenty of times where like Cal's been over and like I'm not feeling good or I've been exhausted from work. Yeah, and I know that if I like, there was one day I laid down to take a nap with him. Apparently, he didn't take the nap, but I did, and I woke up when he was just playing toys. <laughs> yeah, my my kid's just like that. Faith, Faith is just like that. She'll come out here and do do whatever she can take care of herself to an extent. Yeah, uh, which is nice. It's nice. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, yeah. So I like Robin, it a lot. Rob, yes, I like it a lot. Robin reveals that uh, she is bringing a date, and it is a coworker, which is interesting because in the previous episode, she specifically says that she does not date coworkers. So it's it's interesting. I mean- She's not dating, dating him though. There's a difference between dating a coworker. I know, but and having a plus one to a, a gala of sorts. Still, you know, uh, it's still she's she's crossing her own lines just sure. to get at Ted, which I find you know she's breaking her own moral code. You know, well, you just... have to give me respect for using the word gala properly. <laughs> hey man, good job. <laughs> Thought it was gonna go unnoticed. It was very good. Uh, we then cut to Lily and Marshall on the phone, uh, and they're both agreeing that it would be weird, you know, because uh, she tells Robin, oh, it won't be weird. It'll be fine. But then we get that hard cut to them on the phone, and it's like, yeah, this is going to be weird. You know, it's going to be weird. It's going to be real, real weird. And spoiler alert, it's weird, guys. It's oh, real weird. God. Dude, it gets so fucking, like, tense. You can cut oh, yeah. it with a knife. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marshall hangs up, tells Ted about Robin's date. Uh, and Ted, he's trying to convince himself so hard that this isn't going to be weird. But then Barney walks in with Mary. And dude, whoo-wee. She is smoking hot, man. Uh, <laughs> I did a little research. Mary is played by Erin Bartlett. Uh, she did a lot of, like, bit part movies and, and like, single episodes of TV. Kind of like what she did here. And she pretty much stopped acting in 2008. Oh, sure. So she did one episode of uh, the show Rules of Engagement in 2013, and that's it after wow. after that. Yeah, so uh, I guess it just wasn't for her. Like I said, she, she never really got, like, that starring role, that's which awesome. is surprising to me because, like, I thought she was really good. Like, she had amazing chemistry with Josh Radner. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. Like you'd think somebody would be like, "Let's put her in something." You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like how Hollywood tends to work. Uh, so I don't know. It's just it was shocking to see that her IMDb was so kind of limited to what she did, and then it just kind of stops. You know, so long ago. But that know. sucks. Yeah, I found that interesting. Uh, so Ted takes Barney uh, kind of off to the side. See, he's like, "What the <coughs> hell, man? What, what are you doing?" Barney manages to convince Ted to take Mary to the banquet after revealing, quote unquote, revealing that he spent $500 on this so called prostitute. Uh, you know, which, you uh, know what the thing is, though? And I, because I thought about this at the end of the episode right before we started recording. He never says he spent $500 on her. That's true. He just says, I'll be out 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then. He reveals it later on that he he bought the room and shit. Mm-hmm. Last minute room in a high price hotel 
wouldn't doubt it that that was the 500 bucks. I guarantee you that because, yeah, hotels can be pricey. And, yeah, I guarantee you that one night would have cost 500 bucks. Yeah. Easy. So that, that that is definitely, I think you're right. I hadn't, I'll be honest, hadn't thought that. So I think, I think you're 100% right that what he's actually referring to is the room because, yeah, because we don't know that he, he got that yet. And, that, and yeah, and that's it. But you're not supposed to know that yet. Yeah. So yeah, you think he spent the five hundred dollars on her? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just putting that out there. Yeah, that was that was great. That was that was a great thought, man. Because I hadn't thought about that. Uh, a little side note, which I thought was cool. Um, during this scene, the camera's like kind of like on Ted's face, and the bar mirrors in the background, yeah. and you can see Lily's face there because Lily is at the bar, but we oh, hadn't but, seen her yeah. yet. So like the, they have the close up on Ted. You see Lily's face in the mirror. The camera cuts to like a, a farther back shot, and you see Robin and Sandy come in. And Lily, her back is to the camera, and she's at the bar. No shit. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I was like, interesting. That's that's nice continuity. That because like she's playing a role here. Yeah, that no one gets to see her here. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she's doing, she's doing her own scene with the bartender, and no one gets to see it, which Continuity. I think, is, yeah, it was really cool. I really, it was a nice little catch. I thought, um, and then like I said, you know, uh, Robin and Sandy come in, and Marshall and Ted have a telepathic conversation, uh, the first of many throughout this oh, whole yeah. show, the whole series. This is a, a thing that comes back multiple times throughout the series. Uh, and multiple times throughout this just this episode, uh, they they have this little conversation about Sandy, uh, how much he, he hates the guy now. Uh, and then we finally, seven minutes into the episode, hear future Ted. He did not open the episode like normal. True statement. You had not heard him anywhere. As it's going, I was like, because I thought to myself, I was like, is future Ted not like nowhere in this episode? But he is. He's a, he talks a couple of times. But yeah, seven minutes in, like a third of the way through the episode, before we even get future Ted do, talking about anything, which is weird. Which was weird to me, like because he's not start. He didn't start the story, you know. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It threw me off a little bit. Uh, but apparently, so he tells this story. Apparently, uh, he he and Marshall used to play a game while watching Sandy Rivers uh, on his show where he just like reads the newspaper out loud and they would put decorations on his, uh, like, on his face, uh, like tape it to the screen. Like uh, yeah. I'm calling, I'm calling them decorations. Uh, Ted, I'm se- I was setting you up. Ted mentions a couple of them. He says, uh, French Sandy and porn star Sandy, but Marshall has a different one in mind. Which one is that John? Yosemite Sam. There it is, little Yosemite <laughs> Sandy. All right. Now, <laughs> for those here, of you, the thing that confuses me. Oh, about hold on. For, for those of you listening, I am showing a picture of Yosemite Sandy. If uh, if it's been a while since you've watched the episode, I highly recommend you going back and rewatching it uh, and <laughs> seeing Yosemite. Or you could just Google Yosemite Sandy, and it pops up because that's how I found this uh, image here. Anyways, the the thing that confuses me is is like. That must mean that when he's doing this segment, he doesn't move or anything, because otherwise those decorations are pointless. Yeah, I really, I think he, I think that is the case. I think he just, he sits in his one spot. He's almost like a fucking robot, dude. He just he sits sadly, there he really and is. he reads the paper. He just 
re you know that's what he does must be nice to get paid a shit ton of money to just read the paper on <laughs> on a tv i could do that i could definitely do you that. could do that yeah but i love i love the yosemite sandy one i thought it was hilarious i would have liked to have seen what the other ones were i'm assuming that porn star sandy's probably just like a mustache probably but, but i i i part of me hopes that there's more to it i don't know what that would be uh but something Maybe like a big dick just kind of coming toward his face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Oh. Uh, then we flash back to the bar. Uh, Lily heads over to the table. We finally get to you know see that she is actually there, even though she was there you know most of that time. Uh, and she's introduced to Mary by a very nervous Marshall. He's very nervous. Uh, then Robin and Sandy come over, and things they are just. We talked about how. Things got weird and awkward, and this is really where it starts. Oh, yeah. It's real tense here. Uh, Ted, you know, gets up out of his thing and introduces Mary as as his date. He officially confirms that she is his date because he saw her with Sandy, and he he can't let that be. You know what I mean? jealous catty bitch. Yeah, he is. They both are. They really are. They both are. Yeah. So uh, next, we uh, head to the banquet. And the announcer brings out the host for the evening. It's king of the Saturday afternoon kung fu movies, Vampire Lou. Vampire Lou. (laughs) Which I think is hilarious. I looked this guy up, too. Apparently, he's in two other episodes of the the show. Really? Yeah. He comes back in the season finale of of season one as as the weatherman. Oh, okay. And then he pops up. As Lou, not as Vampire Lou, but as Lou, in the season two episode Monday Night Football. Oh my god! Super Bowl episode. Yeah, because they do they reference him though as former Vampire Lou, but something had happened and like the vampire thing wasn't scary. Yeah, so apparently he became a weatherman not Uh, long after. Yeah, so I thought that was I was like, is this the only time we see him? Because I'm like, I don't ever remember seeing Vampire Lou again. Which we obviously don't, but yeah, he apparently True. pops up a couple more times, which uh, which I thought was great. Uh, I'm excited to to see him in the in the finale when it comes around. Fair enough. Which is only three episodes away, John. After this, true statement. We're so close to the end of this season, guys. It's it's getting there. Uh, so at the table, uh, the guys are talking as Lily and Mary are apparently in the bathroom. Marshall really nervous because, as he says, secrets come out in there. They do. You know, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Guys don't typically like chat in the bathroom. For no. the it's just not really a thing. Uh, any ladies out there, let me know. Do all the secrets come out? I'd like to know. That's what you that's what you always hear. That's like the stereotype. That is very true. Girls are very catty. Is uh is is catty. is not the catty. Yeah, chatty. Is uh is the bathroom the place where, where all the tea is spilled? As the kids say these days, fishing tea. Ooh. <laughs> oh, the kids like to like to say new things. Am I hip, guys? Am I hip? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Uh, anywho, uh, they then return to the table. Lily says that she used Mary's lipstick, and yes. Marshall, looking disgusted, just like wipes his mouth off with the napkin, which I thought was really funny it's it's because like he's not he doesn't have any lines it's just him as they're talking doing this this motion 
And it's and a great sell by It him was too. so funny. Jason Siegel is fucking hilarious. Like, I remember it was the wedding episode. At the No, it was drumroll, please. At the very beginning. Remember we talked about how he was eating cake? Yeah. But he's, like, getting fucking into it, man. Yep. He's like, oh. You know, he's just, like, making love to this cake. And he's just in the fucking background. And that's what I love is that kind of stuff. He is so good at, at stuff like that. I love it. I just love it. Uh, <laughs> Lily then gets oddly angry about Vampire Lou being part of the Saturday afternoon Kung Fu movie block. And there are people like, what is going on with you? And she reveals she's just tired. And when she gets cranky or when she gets tired, she gets cranky. And then as we talked about before, she gives uh, that same attitude to Sandy Rivers, which I thought was hilarious. I think it's hilarious because he's like, you getting cranky? I can't picture that. And she's like, no, I can't picture you getting cranky. Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> I'm like, he, he just, you just went off on her. I'm like, first off, this is your first time meeting her. You can't picture her cranky? Like, yeah. yeah I'm sorry, that's... who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because he says it real like kind of misogynistically just like kind of like looking down on her like kind of being that 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 guy who's who's you know oh because she's this petite little girl oh i can't see you getting cranky that's kind of the way the tone that he's putting off when he says this and i'm like and that's i mean that's his character like that that's kind of who he is throughout the whole show that is true really so it makes sense he's like a less successful barney huh i mean really He's You're what, not wrong. You know, he, he wishes he could be like Barney. That's that's what it really would be. That's what it comes True. down to. Uh, so you know, she's talking about how you know she's exhausted, and Barney tells her that she should quit her job, and just go like work for a private school. To which she says, you know, she's not in it for the money. But I, I got the the distinct feeling that this is kind of where, like, this is that first hint of what is to come in the finale with her not being happy with her life and wanting change. Yeah. I, I feel like this is that like first hint of that. Cause I, she's I essentially talking about how she, she doesn't really like her job anymore. You know, they took my nap time away for, from me and now I'm cranky all the time. Cause I'm tired you I know, and it, I don't like this. I think it's that with the sprinkling <laughs> of being able to get away with the line that they close this with. Because yeah. she's like, you know, I'm not going to be like you and Marshall and do this shit. Because if I was to do that, what would that make me? Yeah. And Mary's like, a prostitute? And Ted's yeah. like, <gasps> Yeah, you know, and so she eventually, she wants to be a bit more free and, and follow her passion. So like, yeah. like I said, I think this is like, they're not, they're not hammering you with it. It's just a little hint. It's just like they're like sprinkling it in there so that when you go back, you're like, oh shit, okay. Well, I see where this started. Because as as it is, just that one little moment, you'd be like, oh, she's cranky. You wouldn't think two minutes about it. No, yeah. But knowing where the season finale goes, you're like, oh shit, she really was unhappy. Like, yeah. fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very true. All right, then uh, then Lily asks Mary, you know, like, what do you do? And Barney just abruptly blurts out. That she's a paralegal. Like, oh, oh, she, she's a paralegal. You know, like like he's covering for it. We all know what happens in the end. Yeah. We all know that this was just a ploy. 
he did that on purpose to make it seem like what he's telling you is true. Uh, but yeah, so he just, and Mary's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a paralegal. And, uh, she kind of explains real vaguely, like what a paralegal it does. Yeah. Like a bare minimum. And I think that's just because she knows that most people aren't going to understand a lot of what she does. Though Marshall would, you know, but I don't think, I don't think she knows that he's a lawyer. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, most people wouldn't understand probably. So she just probably dumbs it down for most people. Uh, and then she says that she works at the law firm Douglas O'Halloran and Stamp, which Marshall's like, that's a real law firm. Nice. <laughs> and I discovered something pretty awesome about this reference right here, John. Okay. And, and you are going to love it. So I'm just going to, I'm going to stick this out here for you, John. <clears throat> Do you recognize these two names? Sarah Douglas, Jack O'Halloran. Do you recognize either yeah, of them? Yeah, yes. Uh, Sarah Douglas is an actress. Do you know why? Like what she's been in? Aren't they on Jag? I don't know about that, but it's something that you. Uh, let me tell you. I'll, I'll say the, the third name. I'll say the third name, and they're all in the same thing together. Okay. Terrence Stamp. These three actors. Are the, are the actors who play Ursa, Nan, and Zod in Superman 2. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so this this law firm uses their last names. That is badass. Right? I thought you'd like that. I saw that on the wiki. Because like, I didn't think about it when they said it. I saw it on the wiki. They pointed it out. And I'm like, holy shit. That's awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. It's Douglas, the fucking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's the Kryptonians, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would really, really uh, appreciate. I can't that. believe I knew I recognized the name Jack O'Halloran, and that's yeah, that's non. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yep, and and, and uh and uh Sarah Douglas is Ursa, and obviously we know who Terrence Stamp is. Well, now see, if I would have known Terrence Stamp, I probably would have gotten that a little quicker. Yeah, so I I, I thought that was uh, it was a great little tidbit. And something I knew that you would uh, appreciate. That's a really funny uh, throw-out, though, because I wonder who on the show is the huge Superman fan. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a very specific. uh, Yeah, it's a very specific reference. Yeah, what I mean. Well, then later on uh, in the season or series, we get the whole Fortress of Barnitude slash the whole floating Jor-El head. Yes. So I mean, somebody somebody, really a Superman fan. Yeah, somebody really is. Part of me is almost surprised it wasn't like Star Wars related instead, but yeah. they went they went Superman, which which I think is really cool because um, it's something that most people like. If you're like uh you know, Hamill Fisher and Lucas or Hamill Fisher Ford, you know something, yeah, people would notice that and they would catch that right away, you know. But so they tucked something in there that most people not even gonna think twice about. They gotta pass a true Superman fan, so yeah. I mean. They, they they just they wanted it in there probably just for themselves and they got it which i thought was wow. I thought that was great yeah so uh this is what we're here for folks little tidbits of information that make you say wow that's what we're here for wow <laughs> wow uh so uh mary and ted they have some real nice flirty banter going on uh with one another here they do uh, robin kind of gets a bit shitty toward ted here uh, and then Ted directs his shittiness back towards Sandy, which I find interesting because he's, he doesn't take it out on Robin. 
because he knows that he fucked up. So he's not like he's not mad at Robin in general. Um, he understands that she's being kind of shitty toward him, but he's taking that out on Sandy, which I which I find interesting. I and Sandy just it doesn't Sandy doesn't even understand what's going on. It's just whoosh right over that that chrome dome of a head of his. Uh, and then Mary makes this awesome Star Wars reference, and Ted loves it. He fucking loves it. And I gotta say, man. I think Mary and Ted would have made a really good couple. Probably. If everything hadn't the way it all goes down. I think like they, they get along so well. So they have such good chemistry. Dude, she is fucking into him, like from the get-go. Oh yeah. Like super into him. Like throughout, even like at the bar when they first met, when Robin comes in, like and she, and she, he introduces her. She like puts her hand on on him, at, oh, yeah. like yeah. And she does it a few other times throughout. Like she's super into him throughout the whole thing. And too bad uh, he fucked it up. Oh man, he did too. And like, I mean, I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but like, he could have saved it if he hadn't kept pushing. Oh yeah. If he had believed her, I think she instead of continuing to push that he that she's a hooker. I think she could have like moved past it because then he could have explained that Barney told him that yeah. he, that she was and all this other shit, and that she probably then would have just been mad at Barney instead of at him. I don't know why he doesn't lead off with that though when it yeah. gets to that point. Yeah, he, what he should, you know, he's like, you know, you're a you're a hooker. Again, we're jumping ahead, but you know, you're a hooker. She's like, no, I'm a paralegal. He should have been like. Barney told me that you're a hooker. So it's so you don't have to lie about it. And then she would have been yeah. like, well, Barney's wrong. You know, he lied to you. And then you know, that, I think yeah. that, I think they could have, I think something could have been good there, man. He could have salvaged it from that. Yeah. He really could have fucking Ted, man. Fucking Ted. He's not always closer, man. We go back to this. Dude, he's so not, it's ridiculous, but yeah. Uh, so then we, we head up to the, the bar at the banquet and this is that scene that we were talking about a little bit earlier where Ted and Robin are talking. She's she's just being a real asshole to him. Yeah, dude, she's being so shitty to him. Oh, so shitty. And Ted is just done. He's like, I'm sick of trying. I'm done. Yep. And, he just, and he walks away, which I don't blame him, man. Like, he understands that he fucked up, but she's being unrelenting about this. Yeah, dude, she's, you just, know? she's being a bitch. Like, because she, she doesn't want, like I said before, she doesn't want to admit that she's also at fault. So she's just aiming all of her anger at Ted and herself, just straight at Ted. She's all of it. Boom. Right to Ted. Yep. And it's, I mean, she, she later on, she sees that she's been kind of shitty and you kind of see her, her change real quickly toward at the end there, which is like, it was kind of like, okay. Like you, that was real, real sudden lady, but, Anyways, we'll get there. I'm jumping ahead too too much here. <laughs> uh, and then Mary and Ted start talking about uh, about the hotel, and, and and Ted says that one of his friends, you know, did the did the remodel for the hotel, and uh, she suggests that uh, it's a little too bad that they don't have a room. <laughs> Barney's like, eh. yep. <laughs> he's like slides it over. He's just like, go nuts, kids. <laughs> and he's like, oh wait. Not to him. Not the minibar. Not the minibar, which I thought was something. But, I mean, 
we find out later on Ted somehow got into it anyways. Unless he's just ordering it like room service, say, maybe. He probably just ordered a bottle of champagne via room service. Yeah, he, uh, room he, service. he might be just ordering rooms. Dude, that would be awesome just to be like, hey, I got this room. I'm going to fucking spite order some shit. Oh, dude, I would totally do that to somebody's ass. <laughs> but, like, you see this lobster? I'd take a picture of it, and then I'd, like, take a picture of it, like, in the toilet. Send it to Barney. <laughs> see, I, you, you're, like, in the toilet. I'm, like, he would literally be in the trash. I'd be, like... Taking a picture of it, I'd be like, "Order this great lobster," and then all of a sudden, I'd like it'd be in the trash. I'd be like, "But I fucking hate lobster." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your lobster, Barney. Oh, uh, so then we cut to the banquet bar again. Ted and Barney are talking. Uh, Barney's trying to convince him to sleep with Mary, and he it, Marshall winds up coming up at one point, and Barney pulls out another statistic, which uh, I had mentioned earlier, saying that men who have slept with a prostitute at least once, uh, are 75% more likely to have success in future relationships. Again, man, he could have just, that number could have been 83 and it would have made me so happy. Oh, I would yeah. have been, I would have been like, Marshall lawyers him again at this point. He, he yeah, he, statistic up. he lawyers him like three or four times throughout this episode. Like oh, they, yeah. they just hammered into it. You know, they brought it in and they just kept using it the whole time. Because I, I was like, you just made that up, which you're on. Lawyered. Yeah, withdrawn. Yeah. Uh, and so, like I said, you know, Marshall there, he tells Ted, you can't do this, man. But, you know, Ted's going to, he's going to do what he's going to do. He also revealed that he's been putting small things in Sandy's hair all night. Yes. Which is awesome. And Sandy doesn't even know. Uh, so then they head back to the table as the winner of the award is being announced. And, of course, it's Robin. Otherwise, I kind of I feel like what would be the point of them setting it at this oh, yeah. for this episode if she wasn't going to wind up winning? Uh, and she gives her speech, and she, like a real dick move here, leaves Ted out when she's listing her friends. Purposely, Dude. just leaves Ted off the list. <coughs> Even Mary looks like really hurt by this. Yeah, it's like, she's like oh shit. Yeah, it's the most awkward fucking thing. It's like, what did she think? What did Robin think was going to happen here? Right? Like, she's trying to make Ted jealous by, you know, bringing Sandy there. And yes, Ted is mad. And she's mad. Okay. But that that was fucked up. Yeah. Like, I don't know how Ted, like, forgives her so easily. I just don't. Because I he just loves don't, her. I don't, still, man, that was that, that. I feel like that was crossing line for me. Um, I mean, it definitely it hits in a different way, and yeah. especially because like she really is shitty about this. Yeah, she's like, I'd like to thank all my friends, Marshall, Lily, and you know, San- Marshall, Lily, Sandy. Yeah. She hesitates and she's like Barney because like she doesn't know if she wants to say Barney, and that's all my friends. And that's all my friends. Yeah, and that's it. Could like, I, it would have been funnier if she had taken it a step further and thanked Mary and then didn't think that? Oh, that would have been messed up, man. My that would have been really messed up. You know? Yeah, that would have been so messed up if she had done that. Uh, so then Robin comes back to the table, asks Sandy if he wants to grab a cab, and then Ted asks Mary if she wants to go up to the room. Hell yeah, let's take it upstairs, baby! Yeah, yeah man. Mary is so into Ted. She is just... Right off the bat, first date, willing to fuck Ted. Just yeah. She, she's good to go. 
Now let me ask you: You ever had a first date on sex? Yes. Yep. Yes, sir. Good boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> More than once. We'll, <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's my boy. Uh, so then Ted and Marshall have uh, another telepathic conversation uh, about this whole thing. Uh, Ted and Mar- Mary then get up and they head upstairs. Robin and Sandy leave. And as Sandy turns around, we see a bunch of shit in the back of his hair. Oh, yeah. There's like little cocktail umbrellas and I don't even know what else. But there's all kinds of weird like shit. fruit in there. <laughs> Marshall just having a good old time just sticking shit in his hair. Which I, think is I mean, Lily left and Barney left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, at this point, Lily is wide awake. Yep. Okay, keep that in your in your mind, everybody. At this point, Robin and, and uh, Sandy leave, Ted and Mary leave. Lily is wide awake. Okay. Wide awake. So we, it, we're in the elevator now, uh, and they're heading up. Ted and Mary are heading up to their room. Ted asks Mary if she and Barney ever hooked up. And she's like, there's not enough money in the world. Uh, and this whole comment just strengthens Ted's belief that she's a prostitute. Yeah. It's just an innocuous comment that she would say. You know, I mean, a lot of people would say it like that. Oh, too, yeah, it's absolutely. Not even like you could, like, yeah. I could understand where the common confusion would come in, especially yeah. in the pretense, but like, yeah, him thinking that she's a prostitute already, it's like that just, that just nails it more home for him. Uh, this scene is real short, but then we head back to the table and Robin is coming back in and she's alone. And she says that uh, she sent Sandy home in the cab, admitting that uh, she was only trying to make Ted jealous. Yeah. And, and they, you know, she asks, well, she knows that Ted and, and Mary went up um, and she says, you know, good for Ted. You know, she, she, if Ted likes her, she must be, she must be, she must be good. She must be nice. Uh, and she, and right here, she realizes that all this stuff that she's been doing, it's not working. You know, it's not making Ted jealous. It's not, you know, really, she's hurting herself. She's hurting herself, man. Yeah. You know, and, and that that's that's everything that that she's been doing is just backfiring on her. Okay, so Ted and Mary are, are still in the elevator. Okay, because we after this scene, I'm I'm just gonna jump real quick. There, we do eventually go back to them getting off of the elevator. obviously it doesn't take that long to go outside and get a cab. Okay. So it has not been that long since everybody got up from the table and left. No. Lily is asleep on Marshall's shoulder. I'm just like, I understand that she's like exhausted, but damn. Yeah. She was out as soon as they walked away. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, man. Like, oh, nothing good's going on. Yeah, oh, everybody's gone? Okay, I'm just going to put my head down. I'm out. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Then, as she's sleeping on his shoulder, Marshall tries to have a telepathic conversation with her because he needs to get this secret off his chest. It's weighing him down, and he needs to tell somebody. So why not tell a sleeping Lily? Uh, And he tells her in his mind that Mary is not a paralegal. She is, in fact, a prostitute. And Lily just, like, snaps awake and she's like Mary's a prostitute and just like blurts it right out which I thought was oh man that I was, mean that was it's a great reaction it was overall. yeah 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 and then we get we get a line from Robin here 
which I think is just her still being kind of shitty, even though she had just had that whole kind of like that clarity moment uh, yeah. of everything she's doing is like, she shouldn't be, or she's like, uh, what is Ted having some sort of mental breakdown? It's like, maybe he fucking is, maybe. you know, he's in, he's fucking in love with you and, and shit got fucked up. And now, as far as he knows, you guys aren't even friends anymore. Like yeah. he's lost this person in his life. As far as he, he knows that was extremely important to him. Well, I mean, Take it even a step further. It's not even that he's in love with one person. He was in love with two people. Yeah, that's true. And he true. lost both of them. Yeah. One of them a... being one of his closest friends at that point. Yeah, that's very true. And so it's just, it's her, that statement from her bothered me a little bit more than everything else that she had been doing because she had just like literally seconds ago had this clarity moment that everything that her being shitty isn't working. Yeah. You know, and she just def- defaulted right back to that with him. No, you're hundred percent correct. You know, and I'm like, fuck you, Robin. Like I said that out loud to myself as I was watching this. Dude, she flip flops so much until the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Barney gets up and he's like, now it's time for the big twist ending. He gets vampire Lou to open up this envelope, pulls out a card, and it says, Mary is not a prostitute. And everyone's like, wait, what? So he there he, he reveals that Mary is, in fact, just a paralegal that lives in his building. And hmm. uh, he's just, he's fucking around with Ted. Yeah, but Ted doesn't know that. He does not he's know. He's like, and I never told Ted. Ha ha. Yeah. And what, what I think is funny is, he starts laughing. Yeah. And everybody's like, and he's yeah. like, come on, guys. If you don't laugh, it makes it seem like it's mean. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's fucking mean, dude. Yeah. And that's, that, that. you know, what I was saying before, he is being mean. And he's just trying to make himself feel better about it. Well, like you, you know? said, it, it really is. I want to doubt if this is around the time where, like, he starts developing the Robin feelings mm-hmm. more. And, like, he's like, well, if Ted's going to keep fucking off on her and hurting her, I'll take my chances. Oh, but wait, I can't say anything because, like, bro code shit. Yeah. Like, because this is early in the show still. Like, they don't hook up until, like, season four? Yeah. No. Uh, No. I think it's before that. Is it that late? Okay. Yeah, because season season one, they end with her and Ted. Yeah. So then they try dating season two. Season three, she comes back and is dating Gael. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. think her and Barney get together until four or five. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think this is just where it starts. Because, like, you see that he at least has that sexual attraction to her. Yes. You know, and and I think that he wants something to happen. I'm not saying that he wants to date her at this point. He wants something to happen. And <laughs> He see, wants to sleep with the chick from Metro News 1. That's right. And seeing Ted kind of fucking up these chances over and over again i think it i think it bothers him you know and i think he's i I think he's taking it out on him i think i really do uh i mean it's a lot of subtext but hey what fun is it talking about a show like this if we're not going to dive into a little subtext oh yeah subtext can get slippery absolutely slippery when wet anyways ted and mary get off the elevator uh ted says he's never 
done this before. She's like, what? He's like, you know, been on a date. Been on a and, date. And for him, quote unquote, been on a date, it means, you know, sleeping with a prostitute. Oh, yeah. But Mary is literally taking it as been on a date, you yep. know, like an actual date. Uh, and then she uh, says some things like about her clients. You know, her clients have been riding her all day. Uh, you know, uh, talk about anal at one point. Talk about anal. And uh, obviously, it's all things that, like, in regular conversation, you wouldn't think twice about her nope. saying that. But with Ted having the thought in his mind that she's a prostitute, it just completely sounds the other so, way. So messed up. Yeah, it just completely goes the other way for him. Um, and so they get to the room. They're about to go in. He, he gets cold feet. He says, he can't do this. You know, you're a hooker. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm a paralegal. And he just keeps going at her. You know, no, you're a hooker. That's like, wow, Ted, way to be fucking condescending. I know, right? Like, fuck you, man. Like at this point, like, yeah, I'm glad that she winds up slapping. They don't show they don't show her slapping him, but he says that he got slapped later on. Uh I'm like he deserves it after and then, and then he says it a third time. It's like after the second time, if he had believed her, there might have been a chance. You know, you know what I mean? The worst part about the whole situation is, though, Mary's such a sweet girl, and after this episode, you never see Mary again. You never see her again. And why and is that, John? Because she probably fucking killed herself. You know, you could make an entire series about how <laughs> Ted hurts people and drives them away so much that they probably fucking kill themselves. Ted and Robin. Oh, God, yeah. Because, like, Robin, like, we talked about it before, like, Robin's friends that just, after, yeah. like, the, because, like, they show up twice. And after that second time, they are never seen again. We've talked about. You know yeah. what? I have half the mind to start a website, and I would call it something like, like, Ted Mosby is a jerk dot com. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Great future reference. Great future reference. Uh, and so, at we go back to McLaren's. You know, everything has has happened. Barney's laughing because, you know, and Ted is pissed about, you know, everything that happened. Barney thinks it's hilarious. Uh, and Barney says he did this to prove a point. Yeah, and Ted's like, what's the point? To which he has no actual point and no, has to make it up. It. And he has to make it up on the spot. And this is why I truly believe that he was doing it out of like some sort of spot. Yeah, because he didn't actually have a point. No. You and, and, you know, it wasn't until the end of the episode that, like, I'm like, man, he really didn't have a point to that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Like, I thought he'd had a reason for it, but he doesn't. No, he does not. He said he says that his point was that uh, to show Ted, essentially, he says that to he needed to show Ted to have confidence uh, of, so that he could get over this slump that he's in. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you could have done this other ways, guy. You could have done so this other many ways. other ways. Uh, Ted says, say, you know, he's got to get back to his room. And and they're like, you know, Barney and Marshall are like, what are you talking about? Apparently, he never checked out of that hotel. Never checked out. And he's just been staying there, probably ordering all kinds of uh, room service. Even talked about dumping Don Perignon down a, the the bathtub drain. Yeah, I'm like you know what, man, that Barney deserves that shit. Oh yeah. And then oh. Marshall starts laughing. Yeah. And Barney looks at him and he's like, man, if you don't laugh about it, it just seems kind of mean. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's how the episode ends. 
We only. I think we got. I think we got two instances of future Ted in this whole episode. Yeah, that was it. And which I. It was so weird. It felt. It just felt really. It felt a little different. Did it feel naughty? That. It did feel naughty. So naughty. Part of me, like the way I kind of almost took it, is that future Ted is like telling a real cliff noted version to his kids, because it's all about. Uh, he's talking about prostitutes all the time throughout this episode. I mean, and maybe, so maybe he's not telling his kids everything that we see. Maybe. And I thought yeah. about that. Maybe he kind of like bridges over where it's just like, you know, there's one time I went on this date with this girl and it was to this thing for Aunt Robin and then Aunt Robin still hated me. And Yeah. I, I, I'd be honest. It, it would make sense whether that's the reason. I don't know. But it would make sense to me. Uh, yeah, so that is the the episode. That is season one, episode nineteen. Mary the paralegal. Uh, John, what are your overall thoughts about this episode? Oh, are you not going to do the other thing? What other thing? Barney's blog. Oh, we always do this first, though. You know. That. Oh, I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was before this. You know what, though? Great fucking episode, though. Like I said, I forgot how great this episode was, and like you said, Mary and Ted have great chemistry. And I think it could have been something not long term, but I think it could have been something substantial for Ted. Yeah, I think and, so. Uh, the circumstance has been different. Yeah. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, because she was a catch, man. Dude, she was she was definitely like, maybe not the whole package, but she was about there. I mean, she's smoking hot. She had a really good, like, like fun, quirky personality. She, yeah. She likes things like Star Wars. She likes Star Wars. So, like, I mean, who knows what other types of baggage she might have had? But that's a solid start, right there. I mean, that's a really good start. And she was ready to go on the first day. She was definitely ready to go. I'm just saying, if anything, Ted, if Ted had just shut his mouth, he could have at least had a fun night. But he did not. You know, he did not shut his mouth. But yes, as uh, as John uh, previously said, it is that time. It is time for Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches! <laughs> I tell you, one of these times, I am gonna make a uh, maybe for season two. I will make an actual soundbite where I just play it. Boom! Dude, a little bit of music great. in the background. Suit up, bitches! Legendary. You have like a bunch of like little Barney uh-huh. sound clips. That'll be pretty awesome. Anyways. Uh, so as we've talked about over the last couple of episodes, um, this one also does not have a blog post attached to it. Oh, shit. Uh, they pick back up starting with the next episode, but this one uh, is the, the third in a line that did not have its own. So I picked one out of the hat. We have this list of uh, random ones that are not attached to episodes, and uh, so I picked one out. And this one is titled Haiku Hiya. <laughs> and yeah, and it was dated uh, Tuesday, January thirty first of two thousand six at three thirty three p.m. Uh, and so Barney talks about uh, you know the way into a woman's pants is through her heart, to, but short of invasive surgery, how does one get into a woman's heart? Huh. And so he ha- he talks about the haiku, you know, it's the uh, Japanese poem. Uh, five, seven, five. That's how the syllables uh, of each line go. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a haiku is, and he and there's a bunch of haikus that he wrote. Uh, so I'm gonna read these haikus. There's, I think, five of them. Yeah, 
And uh, now remember, these are all from the mind of one Barney Stinson. Fair enough. So there we go. All right. The first one is titled Double X Chromosome by <laughs> Barney Stinson. Hot Cutlet Biscuit. Foxy Chick Bambi Bunny. Dirty Flirty Thang. Yeah. That's a haiku for you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is titled Laser Tag. Light cuts through the smoke. Where is my foe now? Only his corn dog remains. <laughs> the third one is titled Finer Wear. Okay. Two button pinstripe. Classic or legendary? Depends on necktie. That's yeah. not a bad one. It's not, you know, I like how, you know, like these, these things are, they're so themed to Barney's specific tastes. Yeah. You know, the first one's about women, then laser tag, then suits. And the next two are, are other things. This one is called high five. Ah. It says one, two, three, four, five, raise each one high in the air. Cut me some skin, bro. Ah. I like that's, it. that's good, right? I think that one's really good. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, and then the last one is titled Wingman. It okay. Fits. Wingman, oh wingman, please get, please save me from the fatties. It's your sworn duty. Fat girls need love too, man. It's true. They got to pay. There it is. Uh, and so at the, another little funny thing at the bottom, it's got this little disclaimer type of thing. It says all work on this page, copyright, uh, 2006 by Barney Stinson, all rights reserved in perpetuity you know, throughout the universe says that, but then it says, uh, where is it? It says, uh, you know, it has all the copyright stuff. Barney Stinson's the copyright holder. Then at the end it says, seriously, write your own goddamn poems, which I thought was great. That's awesome. In other words, don't steal his shit. I think the the high five one was my favorite. One, two, three, four, five. Raise each one high in the air. Cut me some skin, bro. I like the necktie. Yeah, you like the necktie one? The finer wear? Two-button pinstripe. Classic or legendary? Depends on necktie. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one, John. So, uh, yeah. There we are. That was Barney's blog. I hope you enjoyed a little haiku action for everybody out there. I hope that it, it made your day. Now go and write your own goddamn poems, as Barney said. Uh, John, where can they find you on the interwebs if they want to I mean, reach if, out? If, if, if they, they want to send done... you a haiku of their own. Ooh, I mean, if you want to send me a haiku, pop on to Twitter if you tweet or twat, depending on what you say. Go over here to. I don't think anybody says that they twat. Raven says twatter, dude. (laughs) Raven says twatter. Get over it. Fair enough. Fair enough. You can go on on to Twitter and find me here. It's simply saying J (laughs) one corresponds with my podcast. Not uh, simply saying with J. It's the Not Your Mama podcast. Uh, And now I have a blog. Don't forget to check out Jay's blog, which is also called Simply Saying with Jay. Yeah. Blog. Um, It is a blog. It is a blog. It's very a, bloggy. It's very bloggy. I got to get some new stuff posted. I haven't posted in a couple weeks now. 
Yeah, man. Uh, I'm trying to get my head straight over some shit. People, it is okay to not be okay. Remember that's that. True. That is very um, true. But that's me, Josh. Where can the fans find you? You can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R, as well as right down there. Uh, at movie blog Merck, that is the Twitter page for my site, Merck with the movie blog. Uh, if yeah. you if you are watching this on video, that means you're watching it on the Merck with the movie blog YouTube channel. Be sure to uh, hit the like button if you like what you see. Also, smash that subscribe button and hit that little bell so you always know when I drop a new video. Uh, if you are listening on audio, uh, specifically over on Apple Podcasts, leave a uh, if you like this, leave a five star review. And we will read it out on air. We've done that several times. Oh, several times. Uh, if you're listening on Anchor, or even if you just want to leave us a voice message, even if you're not listening specifically on Anchor, head over to anchor.fm slash lastcall, H-I-M-Y-M, and you can leave us a voice message, which we have uh, also played on air before. It's pretty cool. You can say some fun stuff as long as you don't get too, uh, too fucking weird or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I listen to them before I play them, people. Just be aware of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and make sure to follow us, uh, at last call, uh, at McLaren's on, uh, Twitter down here at last call H I M Y M. As you can see, that's last call H I M Y M. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's all I got for him. John, what do you got for him? Listen, peoples, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right. Catch you next time. Mother.